Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast in the form of lessons from my life. It's my birthday month, so as promised, one lesson every day for 30 days of March until it's my birthday, then I'll be taking a break. But of course, we'll continue with the normal Keep the Change lessons now. Saturday night for me, I'm batch recording some of these, so we're into the fourth one, then I'm done. I think uh, I'm starting to fade a little bit, but we got a goodie to finish before I head home for the night. Now this one is about me buying a house. You're sitting there thinking, well mate, you've been telling us about your upbringing, then wasting money, then getting bloody beds and lazy boys, now somehow you're buying a house. You're either selling something you haven't told us about, or something's amiss here, but really there's I guess like a little bit of a gap here. Um, I, I ended up in Taranaki and I bought a house in the Naki because when I was there it was basically, uh, it was cheaper to buy than it was to rent, which was strange. But I was looking at the market, the market, and comparing it to, to rental costs. And basically, I could uh, buy a house for 180 grand. Yeah, yes, I know. You're probably like, "Wow, was it 1932?" No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I actually don't know what year it was, but it's probably 10 years ago, maybe. So maybe is that what is 2012? Maybe a bit beyond that. 15, maybe. Anyway, uh, it's a small town. It's not exactly the most expensive place to live, but these days that house is probably worth like 350 grand or something stupid just because um, every house has gone up so much. But anyway, we've learned about that in the actual Keep the Change lessons. But for me, I thought, well, if I'm going to rent here, I might as well buy and then I'll be paying down some of my, oh, you're using some of my, what I would be paying for rent to pay down this loan and that's not the way that I think these days, but back then I did, and it's very common. You know, why would you pay someone else's rent? You might as well pay a mortgage. Yep, cool stuff. Uh, we all learned that learned that one from our parents. I don't know where they learned it from. Probably their parents, and and it kind you know it makes sense for most people, right? And what what I could do is I could use some KiwiSaver money, so I could pull out some of my KiwiSaver. I could get a first home grant. Now, by this stage of my life, I'd started to be. A little bit smarter about some of my finances. I had a girlfriend. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Your life changes a little bit when you got someone else there that's like, yo, what are you up to? Um, but I was still doing some dumb shit. I still had my lazy boy. Took that up to the Naki with me, as I told you. And my massive bed. Did I have my massive bed? Yeah, took that up there. Probably got my parents to move it up there because I'm lazy. So that was nice of them. Uh, but yeah, I moved up there. But I'd been living up there with her before buying a house. Brought a fuddy and Haura, and I think as well why, like part of why I wanted to buy one and the lesson that I'll share with you is that I guess paying down a loan is a very good way to force yourself to save if you do suck at saving and if you do suck with money. Now if you can get yourself in a position to be able to do that in the first place, now things have obviously gotten harder, but I think I needed a 20% deposit so maybe needed like 40 grand, so I needed some money of my own, and I'd save some money, and then I needed some of my KiwiSaver, and basically what I would be paying for rent if I was to go renting, I could pay with, um, you know, I could pay the loan, and I had a good income because I'd been getting better at my job, and I was uh, pretty, pretty, yeah, I'd graduated from the grey pinstripe suit in the accounting game, I think I had a blue one by this stage, 
some different coloured pants and stuff and some nice shirts, then I'd spend a bit of money on those shirts. I don't think I was financing those. I think I'd actually pay for them out of my wages. But I was uh, I was getting a bit better at my job, so my income was starting to go up. And Westpac, God bless them, they were happy to give me a loan. So I pulled the trigger and I ended up buying a house. And I think it was $178,000 that I purchased it for. Fairly confident that's the, the amount. The amount? I think it was. Yeah, and then I so I paid some deposit of my own, and then got my Kiwi some my Kiwi Saver out, and then some of my oh, and then the, the grant that you could get back then, which I still think you can. So basically, um, it was all pretty smooth sailing, and before you knew it, knew it, I had a house, and it needed some work and time. It needed to be painted. There was some shit happening with the roof, and. There were some lawns and stuff that needed to be mowed. That was niggly. Like I said, I'm lazy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not like a maintenance guy. Uh, I'm not a. I don't get anything out of bloody rolling around in the garden and pulling the weeds out and stuff. I just found that as like a massive chore. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty run of the mill three bedroom house and in an okay place. I mean, everything's close in, in a small town like that. So take me four minutes to get to work, and I'd go home at work. Uh, I go home for lunch um, sometimes, or most of the time, I think. But um, I, yeah, also I got flatmates along the way too, because I didn't need three bedrooms, which was great because it meant that I could get more money, rent some of those rooms out, and get some more cash. But one thing I still had was these shit habits with money, and it meant I got more money, but then I just blew it. So you'd think, well. By now I would have been learning and I would have thought, well actually I'll start paying down the mortgage a bit faster. But you can't really do that, can you? Because the bank are like, oh well you're actually you're on a fixed you're on a fixed amount each fortnight and they just take that out of your account and um, you know, that's that's about how it is. You don't really think, oh, how do I how am I gonna pay more of this off? And so you just don't do it. So I was actually in a very comfortable position again and my I thought when I bought a house, my life would completely change, and I would, um, you know, I would live differently, and I'd have to be a bit more careful. But really, I just got creative, got some flatmates, and then sort of had more income, and was sort of back to the same position as if I didn't have a house. So, something for you to think about is maybe you could actually hire one of you, well, hire rent out one of your rooms, or maybe the second one, or you could get a border in. But can you use some of the spare space in your house to earn some extra income? You might even have a garage that you don't use. Could you offer that to someone who loves their cars and say, "Look, you can park it. You can you can have it here, but we're going to pay you." People will do that. That really love their cars. Hopefully, it's nice and secure. But yeah, again, I continued on my quest to living the high life. Um, and having a heap of fun. My relationship ended up uh, ending. So I was, uh, at one stage I was living on my own, I think for six months. I didn't have any flatmates, it was just me. That's a pretty weird time. Uh, but I, I learned a lot because I learned to have to be in my own presence and whatnot. And that was good for me because I think if you struggle to be on your own, you've probably got some lessons to learn or some growing to do, some development. That's just my personal opinion. I think it's quite healthy to be able to spend some time on your own. Most people would say that they'd expect me to be a massive extrovert, uh, but I think I, I can be both, and I get a lot of time, uh, energy out of just being on my own. And I think it was um, where I learned a bit of that and where I learned to 
accept that and have some time to think and stuff. And there'd be times where it wouldn't be good because I might have had a big weekend or made some decisions I didn't want to make or whatever, and you're just on your own having to go through it. But, um, you know, there's ways to communicate with your mates and stuff via technology. But um, buying a house didn't really change my life too much. And it's a, it's one of those things where it's, it's, a, it's a massive life moment for most people. And it's never been something that's really excited me but maybe that will change for me at a different stage of my life. And, and I've been quite comfortable sort of jumping around from different location to different location and different house to different house. And maybe that's part of my upbringing where I was going from mum's place to dad's place and one town to the other and going to see dad in the UK uh, and those types of things. Like Maybe that's where I started to get comfortable with the fact that you don't need to buy a house and live there for the next 30 years and and then never uh, never move. But I think on average people live in a house for seven years and then they go somewhere else anyway. So the 30-year mortgage thing is just a thing to allow people to actually be able to afford the repayments and we'll probably move to a 40-year mortgage the, the way that house prices are going in time. But for me, there's not too much here for you. I don't, I don't really know. It's a very, uh, it's a hard one because it's, I think buying a house for some people is so exciting and it's this massive life moment and you know, some people buy it so that they can get the photo up on Facebook and Instagram as fast as they can and you'll never see more people fucking like a post than if someone buys a house. It's like, oh, there's 500 likes, well done, you've achieved the Kiwi dream. But you know, whose dream was that? And, and it's not mine, it's not my Kiwi dream, it's not, it's not exciting for me, it did nothing for me when I had one. Uh, I was very lucky to have a good group of mates because I played football and I uh, got out and about in my community, and you know they would uh, they would offer to help with you know, the roof was knackered at one stage, and one of my mates came around and he helped out with that, and so I saved some money that way. But that could have been a big cost if I didn't have those sort of skills to be able to do that. I put a hole in the roof at one stage; it was a pain in the ass. There was water leaking through that. Uh, my parents came up and helped clean the chimney. I uh, need to be painted. They helped with that. My girlfriend at the time helped with that as well. And fuck, they're a lot of work, eh? Like seriously. The mortgages or the banks need to explain like when you buy a house, like, hey, here's all the things you need to be thinking about. I've did a keep the change on this one time of all the different things that you can probably expect to go through when you get a house. But uh, you can probably tell from my tone, I can be I can be a little bit negative about housing because obviously I'm massive on the business side, you know, and I'm that's that's been life changing for me and really exciting and it's just been chalk and cheese between buying a buying a home. And so, hey, full credit to you if that's the thing you want to do. But it, but it wasn't my be-all and end-all, um, and eventually I did sell that home, and so we'll, t- we'll talk about that, but there's a couple of lessons to go through before we get to that. But, you know, I would just say, have a think. If you want to buy a house, have a think about why you're doing it. Now, I was doing it because it, it financially stood up. It stacked up. We are, it was going to be more, it was going to be smarter for me to buy than to rent because, the way that rents were in the area, they were just dearer than repaying. And that's just the market. So that was the market that I was in. But that's not always the case. And I thought in my head, well, what I'll do is I'll I'll do that and I'll actually start uh, renting it out at some stage and that'll be my first rental property. But I hadn't cleaned up my ha- my money habits. So I ended up having to sell it because I hadn't, I, I didn't, get myself into position for me to be able to do that. So 
the game plan was actually, well, eventually I'll move out of there, I'll carry on, and, and that'll just be my first rental property, and I'll have a rental property, and it should have been, and now it'd probably be worth 300 and something thousand. It pulled in a great um, uh, income, rental income each week, and the thing would probably be paid off by now too. But um, no, because I was still doing dumb shit, buying dumb shit, and wasting money. So that, that came and went in my life as well, and we'll get to the selling piece and what happened from there. But, um, you know, if you're going to be buying a home, like really think about it and, and make something that's, make sure it's something that you want. You know, I think there's so much pressure on people to buy a house and I can understand that because look at the last year, you know, prices have just gone up and our parents and they, they don't want to see us missing out on home ownership and it's kind of the, it's, it's, an, it's an element of success in New Zealand. If you own a home, people are, you know, they're like, oh, wow. You know, that's that's a badge of honour, that's a tick, that's a vote for confidence that you're you're doing well. Um, you, you would have, you know, if you're rented before and people have come around and it's or it's a great place and they're like, well, do you own this? You're like, nah, I rent it. They're like, oh, okay. Hey, yeah, anyway, so what about that TV show? But if you bought, if you own it, you're like, yeah, I own this. They're like, oh, my God, like, and people's brains just go to this different place. So there's something real fucked up about Kiwis and houses, but it is what it is. It's just the it's part of the the nature of the beast, um, but I, I would just say, you know, don't don't rush into doing things in your life that you don't necessarily want to do or don't understand why you do them. And I say this around investing too. You know, don't buy stocks and companies you've got no ideas about, or don't have no reason as to why you're buying an investment. Think about it. And life is long, and we get this FOMO, and and we're worried that the price is going to keep going up, and we are we are geared to get the the best price for the house when we're selling and the best price when we're buying and that that shit doesn't stop because then you've got a thirty year term or however long it's to pay down however long it takes to pay down that debt you've got the same habit you've got the same thinking it's well I've got to get the best interest rate I've got, I've just got to get the best interest rate I've got to be of the right bank and it's just a never ending cycle of competing um, for for all this shit when really. A house is just shelter, and it's just somewhere to live. And people will say, "Oh, well, you know," people will sell the emotional side of, "Oh, no, it's a home, and it's somewhere you can raise your family and all these things." And and there are elements of that. But why do people only stay for seven years? Because as humans, we love progress, and we're like, "I'm bored of this shit hole. I want to go." And that's what happens. So, don't get too caught up in that. I have to buy and and overstretch yourself and stress yourself out and think that you're not enough because you haven't brought but your other friends have and um, you know make sure it's something that you really want and that you can understand and maybe you have one and it's stretching you a little bit can you rent something out around the place can you take on a border for a bit can you bin it well not not bin it but can you go to your parents for a bit for maybe a month um, or to some friends to some family especially if you live in like a nice area and Airbnb the bad boy out especially if you're in an area where people want to go there for summer you know, use that to your advantage. There's tools now to bring in extra income and look at your house as an asset because otherwise it is a liability. Everyone says a house is an asset, but it's not really. You, you don't necessarily even own your house and this is what people don't understand. You own a right to repay the mortgage and if you can't, the bank take the house. They own the house. You don't own the house. You own a mortgage. You own a financial product and it's your responsibility to pay that back and if you can't, they swap, you get out of your house and you carry on 
and then they get it and then they sell it. So, you know, I know that that sounds a little bit untrue because you think, well, no, I've like I've borrowed the money, I brought this house, this is my house, but you know, ultimately deep down, it's it's not your house until you've completely paid it off, and then you have to remove uh, the security that the bank have over that as well. But it's uh, it can be a weight and a weight on your shoulders and I, I definitely felt that when I had debt I was scared to take actions or do different things and take risks because I was like well I've got to pay my mortgage I can't do that because I've got to pay my mortgage I can never quit my job because I've got to pay my mortgage and that's I guess why I can come across as really negative towards housing because I I knew that there was more out there for me and I knew that I could do other things but I couldn't when I had this mortgage because it was like this trap pulling me back going, no, 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 whoa, 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 slow down, you've got a mortgage, you've done your bit, like settle down, um, you've, got to, you've got to pay it off and you can't take any risks because you don't have the ability to, that, that could slow you down, you're not going to be able to generate income, you're not going to be able to pay your um, house and those types of things and, or your debt, so you're going to lose your house, so just put that idea to the side. So it was like a weight, it was a weight holding me down. Um, but that's because the person that I wanted to become wasn't this homeowner that wanted to settle down and play in my gardens and bloody nail the uh, nails back into the to the roof that had gotten a bit loose. Like that, that wasn't me. So by buying a house and having to pay a mortgage, it was basically forcing me into a profile of someone that I, I, I knew deep down that I didn't really want to be. So, you know, maybe... If, if that is what you want, then awesome. But what I'm saying is just really understand why it is that you're doing it because it's a, it's probably the one of the biggest decisions that you'll make in your life. But of course, if you get going with it early enough and you can leverage off of the equity to then buy a second house or a third, a third and whatnot and have rental properties and have, excuse me, passive income coming in, then that's that's also a status of success in New Zealand and a very tried and true methodology for building up wealth because the way the system works, they continue to pump money into the system, blow up the prices of houses, and that's just happened for decades. And whether it continues to, you know, I don't know, but you'd assume it probably will because if you look at our economy, it's just completely built on top of housing. And if we let the housing market fail, our fucking entire country will just fall over because it's basically our entire economy. And you look at all the growth at the moment, and it's all in construction and stuff, and it's building more homes, and, and that employs just hundreds of thousands of people, tradies, etc., and the like, and then they go and spend the money at the cafes, and our economy is basically, here's money, put it into housing, and uh, carry on, get a job, pay it down, and we'll continue it on. So, you know, you'd, you'd have to think that it's still going to be a very successful form of investment, uh, over time in this country, especially when there's such a deep psychological demand from, from people to buy a house because it, is, because it is partly success and it is the thing to do and the, the thing that we are taught to do as Kiwis by our parents. But, you know, life is about cycles and trends and, and that can that can change. So, you know, just because it's what everyone's always done doesn't mean that it's what you need to be doing uh, or you need to be doing right now. My key lesson here is just to really think about what and why you are doing when it comes to home ownership, because it is 
such a big step to go from no mortgage to having a mortgage and your life does change but there are still ways that you can get back in control of it you could I could have decided for instance I'll rent this out that's going to cover everything and I could carry on that's what I did I did leave the region and I still had that house and people rented it out and I moved to Auckland and I started working there but uh, I was always thinking about it and thinking like, oh, I wonder if anything's damaged. Do I need to go back there? And it was, a, it was a weight on my mind and that's something that I didn't want. But it's not to say that it's not something that you want. But uh, there you go. I, I have brought a house and gone through that process in my life. It was only 180 grand. And uh, some of you will be laughing because you'll be thinking, well, that's bloody a deposit for some of these houses up here in Auckland these days. But um, you know, good luck to you if you are on that journey of home ownership. And if that is your goal then you've actually got a really unfair advantage because you really know what you want. Like if you really want a house, then just block out all the noise and just get after it. You know, find every lever you can pull in order to allow you to to buy that home and start paying that mortgage off sooner. Work seven days a week. Go live at home. Um, stop buying shit you don't need. Don't, like eat just as much as you need to keep you healthy don't go out for dinners, like pull everything back and do nothing and just be a hermit for two years, like whatever you need to do. If you know what you need to do to achieve your goal, it's so much easier. Well, if you well, if you know what your goal is to start with, then you know what you need to do to achieve it. So, you know, if that's what you aspire to, to have and that's what's going to bring you heaps of happiness and that's what you've always ever wanted, then, then go after that too because there's a lot of people that they, they'll want a house, but they won't want it bad enough, so they won't be willing to do those things until such time as they really have to because the world sort of forces them to where the bank says, like, well, we're not going to give you any debt until you start tidying up this account conduct. Or your girlfriend or your boyfriend says, husband, wife, whatever says, um, you know, this is going to be over if you keep living like that and we need to buy this house. So, no, you're not having that pair of shoes, you're not getting another pair of Nike shoes, you can walk around bare feet because we need that 100 bucks for the deposit and all of those things, types of pressure start to come on when you when you start to really get serious about something. So all credit to you and respect to you if that's, uh, if that's the goal that you're going after um, but that was my experience with it and some of my lessons from buying a home and I really feel for some of you who really want it and know that it's so hard and it feels like it's so out of reach and you know, you, you've probably, part of that is right, but at the same time, you've then got to think about what you can change in order to be able to change that outcome because it's just uh, such a bizarre time in the economic world. There we go. That has been the fourth lesson, and that's me, I think, a little batch of four. I'll probably be back into it again tomorrow and do another four as well. Uh, so we'll keep these rolling out every day of March. I hope you're enjoying them so far. You're really getting into getting a look into some of the decisions, the financial decisions that I made throughout my life uh, and some of the lessons that I can see when I look back at them. I'd love to hear any feedback. Luke at keepthechange.co.nz or drop us a message on Instagram. Go well, look after yourselves and remember, do your own thing. Don't just listen to me and think, okay, well, you know, you might disagree with me. That's completely fine. We're all on our own path, okay? So this isn't about I'm right, you're wrong, or you're right, I'm wrong. There's none of that shit. It's me sharing lessons and and you seeing what you can take from them and how you might do things or how you might do things differently. All right, see you tomorrow.